0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz.
1: I mean, you know, during the season, you get, you know, a bunch of... Banged up, little small injuries. I, I've had a crack in my shooting hand. My shooting hand was swollen, um, pretty big, uh, you know, stuff like that. But you know, I'm playing through all those. Jordan Clarkson said he's played through a cracked bone in his hand this season. Well, that just sounds painful. PK might also explain why he stopped shooting the ball quite as well. There's a, there's a, there's a really good stretch, and there's a not so good stretch. Maybe that explains it. Or maybe maybe, it's just the law of numbers. And I'll never, ever pass up a chance to say the law of numbers.
2: And I always enjoy it when guys start everything with, I mean, you know. Because at home, I do that quite often to where my little 16-year-old, I'll start something with I mean, and she'll follow it.
1: You know. know, Nice, you got a little tag team thing going, huh? (laughs) Tag team sarcasm? Beautiful.
2: (laughs) And she's 16, as I said, and I may have told you this, and she doesn't have her license yet. She had to finish the driver's ed. I said, what are you first going to do when you get your license and drive? She says, I'm going to text while driving, crank up the music, and have several friends in my car.
1: (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) Train them while they're young. I was going to say, did you create this monster, PK, or did you just get lucky? (laughs) I have a way. Right? Hey, come here. We got another hour of sarcasm class. We're not done yet. It's a B-block day. (laughs) Well, whether you got a cracked bone in your hand or not, the one thing we know about the NBA is it marches on. Tear an ACL, it marches on. Tear an Achilles, it marches on. Crack a bone in your hand, it marches on. And the Jazz are back at it after two, and for some of the guys, three. For Clarkson, it's been more than a week now. He hasn't played. The Jazz are facing the Pacers today. It's the rare, the very rare Matinee weekday game. And we thought it was it was odd when they had a three o'clock game on a Saturday with Dallas last year. And now they got a one o'clock game with the Pacers on a Friday.
2: A businessman special, man. That's Come it. Come out to the ballpark, <laughs> have a hot dog and a beer.
1: Late lunch. <laughs> Come on out <laughs> yeah. to the big ballpark. If I heard Jerry Coleman say that once, so help me. <laughs> it's,
2: uh, it's very unusual, but I like it. It's different. I mean, obviously they're playing tomorrow afternoon with the Lakers at 2.30 our time, so you don't want them playing tonight. and Traveling and playing, right. They, 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 I was thinking they should be on a plane by 5, 6 at the latest. Uh, so they should, if they so choose, they could be in bed at 9, nine or 10 o'clock tonight whatever their body clock allows. So, you know, it's always tough to play back-to-back, but they should be able to get at least a normal rest So on, the, on this game tomorrow. Uh, so they have this Friday afternoon game. I can't remember ever now. It probably happened at some point, but I certainly only, can't remember.
1: The only time I can remember it is a holiday. Uh, usually, I, they may have been home once on MLK Day, but usually they're on the road. but yeah, they but have that doesn't played, really count. It doesn't. It really doesn't. The holidays are different. They had a Christmas Day game at home against Houston in the 90s, but it's a holiday. Yeah. It's totally different. It's a work right. day. So, right. no, as far as I know, they haven't done anything like this. and I, I have no memory of that. If someone's got a recollection, that would be awesome, but no idea. Anthony Davis nearing a return for the Lakers. They've not ruled him out for against the Jazz, but the coach said it's uh, it's not probable. But he's getting close. So if he you know plays next, I I don't know what their schedule is after Monday. If he's playing next Wednesday or Friday or something. I guess that wouldn't be surprising. He's close, probably not against the Jazz, but nothing definitive. And when he does come back, you got to assume it'll be minutes restriction, 15 minutes, that kind of thing. So. Derek Favors, knee issue. He's doubtful to play today, while Jordan Clarkson is now probable. So we haven't seen Jordan for, what, like four games I think he's missed now? And I think they're going to rotate through most of the rosters. Whatever little uh, issues guys have in these back-to-backs, get them some rest so they don't play so many games and uh, let whatever is bugging them heal up at least a little bit. So I saw three guys out in the last game, and looks like Favors will be out for this one. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. Shot clock down to five. Holiday going to go to work here. Holiday stutter step move, fading jumper, good at the buzzer over Capella. Wow, that's a tough shot. Looney has it, back to Lee. The Warriors putting backcourt pressure, get them to turn over. Curry from downtown, it's up and good. Jalen dribbles out of the wing, shovels it into the paint,
1: caught there by Tristan Thompson. Bounce pass for the cutter, Tatum, two-hand slam. Great decision-making by Tristan Thompson. Payne on the angle, right side now. DeBridge's is it in for D.A., over the rim and in for Great Dan Great play Ray. by Mikel Bridges. Highlights from around the NBA there. The games that really matter to Jazz fans. The Phoenix Suns beat the Sacramento Kings 122-114. DeAndre Ayton, 26 points, 11 boards. And the Suns are 14-2 in their last 16 games. They are sprinting to the finish line, PK. Although about to hit a really tough spot in their schedule. But they've been very good.
2: Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, man, he's been playing well. Of late. listening to Phoenix radio, they've really been pumping him up. Last night, ten of eleven, just the Kings. I understand that, but uh, you know they haven't uh, had se- they haven't seen this type of consistency. I think what this is his third year in the league, and he's still on a young side. But you know, played one year at the U of A, obviously, but uh, he can really make a difference for this team if he plays like this. Because I think the other guys can do what they can do, and he's sort of a wild card there if he can give them that type of production, 10 of 11. I mean, you know, you, for him, you're not going to get much better. It's all about being aggressive, and he's playing extremely well.
1: The Celtics beat the Lakers 121-113. to Jalen Brown had 40 points. Boston had an enormous lead in that game, and the Lakers made a run but couldn't get it done, and Boston wins by eight. Lakers have been alternating wins and losses. They literally have not had back-to-back wins or back-to-back losses since they won two in a row in late March, basically three weeks ago. It's been three weeks of this ping-ponging back-and-forth, playing 500 basketball, which has really been a bigger trend for them for two months. They're, they're 12 games over 500 now, which is what they were back in late February. So, But they'll get their guys back, their two stars, and uh, presumably will all change. That's yeah, well, they didn't
2: have Drummond. He's out with a toe. And... Um... Was it Markeef, uh, Morris, uh, whichever Morris plays for those guys? He was out. So, I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of guys right now. They're backcourt guys, uh, what was it? Matthews and Pope, one for seven each. Jalen Brown, 17 to 20. Wow, man, that's hot.
1: <laughs> 85%. Look out. All right. All right, well, 10 straight games, alternating wins and losses. We'll see if the Jazz break that streak for the Lakers since they're playing them. Two in a row, can they give the Lakers a three game losing streak? Because the Lakers haven't, well, had, yeah, the, Lakers haven't had that one, in a
2: month. If they want the one seed, they've got to. You know, the Suns are only a game back. Yep. Yep. They got one more game at home and then they go out on a, a four, I think a five game road trip. Milwaukee, yeah. Philadelphia, Boston, Brooklyn.
1: They're going so. pl- to play 12 to 16 on the road and they're going to play a bunch of good teams. Now it remains to be seen whether those will be good teams the night they play them. Uh, you are excellent at cataloging. Which key players are taking games off for whatever reason? So we'll see. On paper, it looks like a difficult stretch, and we'll see if that actually holds to be true. Yeah. Michael Jordan will be the presenter for the late Kobe Bryant when uh, Kobe is introduced into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Do they introduce you into the Hall of Fame or do they induct you? Or that person introduces I think and then the, the star induction. inducts? That's it, yeah. uh, yes.
2: They make a big deal about that in yeah. basketball. They don't even do that in, in other sports, Right? I'm yeah. not sure what they do in football.
1: MJ will also introduce Baylor women's coach Kim Mulkey. So MJ's going to be busy. Two of the ten are MJ's. So when is that? Uh, it's usually in like July. Yeah, they said they're moving it. Yeah. Uh, I, they moved it to the Mohegan Sun out there in
0: Connecticut this year, mm-hmm. though.
1: And then late in the show yesterday, we gave you news. LaMarcus Aldridge abruptly retiring. Health scare, irregular heartbeat, bothered him in a game, then bothered him when he got home. Went to see medical people the next day and decided it wasn't worth it and he needed to be done, so he retires. Briefly, a Brooklyn net there after uh, leaving San Antonio with the buyout. DJ and PK. Hashtag
0: NFL it's an interesting class Uh, you know it's an interesting group of guys and uh, some have some
2: you know very strong in some skills some are uh, seem very strong in other skills so it's uh, you know it's definitely an interesting it's an interesting group
1: (laughs) Bill Belichick trying to say nothing how do you do BK remind
2: me of an old Bob Dylan song some are mathematicians some are Carpenter's wives
1: (laughs) (laughs) so here's the deal we, um, we've um, we had draft people on here and, and you were quizzing about the quarterbacks and, you know, there's five that are supposed to be really good. And he thought nine was the floor, that they would all be gone in nine picks. They might be gone earlier, but that they would all go in nine picks. And obviously somebody may trade up and, you know, they could go more quickly. But he thought in nine. Now the key to that and, and ESPN, you know, they can really beat the draft into the ground. I was channel surfing, TK oh, sure, yeah. And they were going off. And so the question was, Are the Patriots – will one of these quarterbacks fall to the Patriots at 10? Is somebody going to give Bill Belichick a good prospect? And we all know good prospects sometimes flame out and sometimes they turn into stars, and we never really know. But that was the whole thing, and they were just going nuts. Is the league going to gift one of these guys to Belichick at 10? And the question – and I came in in the middle of it, so they may have already addressed it before. But I thought the question is, man, when you're 10, how hard is it to trade to 7 or 8? You know? Can you trade up? I want to. Can you trade up two or three spots and get one of those guys? You know, is Belichick gonna get somebody out of this out of this draft class? Or is another elite player gonna fall to him? You know, because elite players are getting pushed down because people are valuing, possibly overvaluing, probably overvaluing some of these quarterbacks. Oh, so, that's no question. Right, so because all five aren't gonna pan out. Somebody's gonna be overvalued. You know, so does somebody get a dominant offensive lineman like Sewell or a dominant receiver like Pitts because people are busy picking quarterback busts, And so is somebody like yeah. that going to fall to, uh, you know, like Jerry Rice is the recognized unanimous GOAT, but he didn't go number one. You know, other people got overvalued. So what's how's this going to shake out? And the Patriots attend. Everybody will be waiting to see if – Belichick can bounce back because obviously he's not popular with everybody and people want to say it was Brady. Uh, but you got to be careful about getting too far in front of that argument because Belichick might build a real good team and make you look stupid.
2: I was listening to somebody, some national show yesterday, and I can't remember which. Uh, but they were talking about how how things have changed so dramatically with the quarterbacks, and they're going to have all these quarterbacks go in the top ten. And he brought up Boomer Siason. Who's was a pretty good quarterback yep. in his day. Yeah, he and So was. he came out in the 1984 draft, and he was taken, I think, with the 37th pick in the second round. So that's the end of the second round at that point in 1984. And today, they were they were making a point where if, if, a, if a player like Boone I think he came out of Maryland, if I remember, if uh, he came out today... He'd never
1: go it, that late. Yeah,
2: yeah. As a kid, as a, he was a decent player. Interestingly, he turned 60 years old tomorrow. I looked it up uh, to give you an idea of, of how old he is and, and when he played. But, yeah, this is the, the nature of the game now. This quarterback, yep. quarterback, quarterback. It's like real estate with a location. I mean, there's a mad scramble to get one of these dudes and, and hope you can pan out. And then if you don't get him, you turn around and you – look for it next year or the year after right because the Jets drafting Darnold what did he go three we know Josh Rosen went 10 and then the Cardinals turn around the next year and and draft Kyler Murray so it's like a mad scramble to try to find one of these guys
1: so with Zach Wilson there have been a lot of comps and then they pick apart you know part of your game you're not like this guy over here but over here you are like this guy and when they talk about Zach Wilson and the size, Drew Brees' name inevitably comes up. Well, to your point, Drew Brees was the pick at the start of the second round, and Zach Wilson, and we think he's going two. But they're just not waiting for quarterbacks anymore. Well, they just Kyler rush Murray's to the front of the way line. Way smaller yeah, than those guys, and he went one. Yep. Yeah. So they'll sit there and talk about all the things you don't have, and then they'll take you really early in the draft anyway. Yeah. Former Dallas Cowboy, former San Francisco 49er Alden Smith signed a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. He was out of the league from 2016 to 19, the result of multiple off-field incidents and violations of the NFL's substance abuse policy. But he was reinstated to play for the Cowboys last season. Cowboys opted not to re-sign him this offseason. And because quarterbacks are so valuable, that makes pass rushers so valuable. So Seattle, in an attempt to upgrade their defense, which was not good at the start of the season, but pretty good by the end of the year. They're bringing bringing Smith in. See how that works out for them. Uh, You were talking about NBA uh, enshrinement. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies are set for August 5th to 9th. Canton, Ohio, and they're doing uh, double classes 2020 and 2021. Uh, Also, it's a triple class because they have a thing called the Centennial Class. Uh, Hall of Famers chosen as part of the league's 100th anniversary, so they're going to do all of that the first week of August. And usually August is pretty light for sports, um, so usually the enshrinements fall fall in there. And there it is, uh, early August for pro football in Canton, Ohio. DJ and PK. #Hashtag College Football. So Kyle Winningham was asked about this in one of his availabilities, as you heard here, uh, during spring football. And now it's official. The D1 Council approved all Division I sports return to their regular recruiting calendars beginning on June 1st. Council acknowledged schools in different areas of the country could be limited based on regulations set by campus, city and state requirements. The schools are no longer restricted by the created dead period. It was enacted March 13, 2020. Programs will be allowed to have prospects on campus to visit during the summer before fall camps open after over a year without that. So, a little step back to normal for the NCAA. It's June 1st, huh? June 1. June 1st this year will be Renee
2: Hadorn's 90th birthday if he were still alive. You may ask who that is. That's Your father in law.
1: Yeah. He'd be 90. Yeah, '90s up there. Died at 59. That's not up there at all. No. DJ and PK.
0: #Hashtag Major League Baseball. The
1: 2-0. Muncy with a fly ball,
0: right center field, and deep on its way and gone. Max Muncie a three-run. Catch a swing a liner, shallow center field. Bogart's going out, it falls. Base hit. Here comes Louie. He's going to score. And the Twins walk it off in 9-4-3. Stretch by Floral. first pitch. Line drive left field, there's a base hit. And that's a game winner. Dansby Swanson on the first pitch he saw. Knocked it over short in the left. Acuna scores the winning run.
1: Highlights from the uh, major leagues. You heard the Dodgers beating the Rockies 7-5. Whatever mistakes the Dodgers make, PK, they they just hit three-run homers, and it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, I watched the game yesterday. One of life's simple joys is listening to the Rocky announcers when they lose. Justin Turner, they're up 2-0. Turner comes up with two men on, hits it to center field. Fly ball deep. It's gone. Three-run home run. I just enjoy that.
1: (laughs) So routine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, now, of course it would have been the Rocky guy. He would have exploded.
1: But, oh uh, my gosh, you'd have gone nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers—they're hey, no one's unstoppable in baseball,
1: but they look pretty they, unstoppable.
2: Yeah, <laughs> maybe as close to it as there is. Eleven and two, and it looks effortless. I know, and it's so early. It's like and barely even paying attention, and they're eleven and two.
1: Got a two and a half game lead on the Giants, a two and a half game lead on the Padres. They start a series with the Padres this weekend. Fernando Tatis, who's been out with the uh, the shoulder, the shoulder that pops out subluxation. Uh, he's supposed to be back. He's Good. hoping, hoping he's going to play and everything will go great. Hope nothing goes wrong in uh, batting practice. Because he heard himself swinging?
2: It's on a baseball network tonight. I intend to watch it.
1: Well, with the Jazz playing a, a day yeah. game, you're going you're gonna to have a little free time tonight. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, your Diamondbacks beat the Nationals 11-6. Andrew Young, the Grand Slam for Arizona.
2: So I'm watching that game, and my dog all of a sudden gets up and goes and stands in front of the television. And I text my sister, that big Diamondback fan. I text her, and I take the picture of it. And I say, I've turned my dog into a Diamondback fan. And uh, I don't hear back from her until the final out. And, she, and the dog's name AZ, which stands for Arizona, just AZ. And dog, uh, she texts back, AZ saw Diamondback win. And I text her <laughs> back, yeah, he high-pawed me.
1: Wow. <laughs> what the 16-year-old have to say about that? That she, had uh, she wasn't pithy. home at the time because oh, they okay. had
2: a symphonic concert that I had to go to later in the evening.
1: Ah, well, you got to pass because on that they little were, bit of dad humor. They were hammer. back
2: uh, back east there playing in Washington, so the timing of it yeah. worked uh, fine. So I had to go up to the school at 8 o'clock to watch the symphonic band play three tunes, standing O, man, at the end. Absolutely brilliant. Wait band teacher. Name's Mortensen. My goodness, whatever they pay her, it's not enough. Not enough, huh? This young gal, she puts in so many hours and cares so much, man. These teachers, you get teachers who care like that. and What a, what a contribution they make, unlike you and me.
1: We're sitting here talking sports, though. So we got that going for us. <laughs> we
2: make zero contributions.
1: How are we doing shaping young minds? <laughs> yeah. Nothing.
2: I'm, I'm act- if anything, I ruin them. I don't shape them. Hey,
1: yeah. I listen to you guys and now I work for you, so you know. <laughs> I got one guy a job, PK. We did that. Okay, good. Do we do we get credit for that, yak Or were we just kind of bystanders? Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, Manny Machado went deep, drove in three runs. Padres beat the Pirates eight to three. They split that four game series. Uh, you just go into the comments, PK, and they're hilarious or disturbing, depending on how serious you take them. And uh, the Padres are trash, and they're like they're on pace to win like. Who says that? Oh, you know, in the comments. The anonymous comments? Warriors. They, like under a game story. Oh, you know, okay. Any you of know, the trash. And, and I realize it's Dodger fans to some degree. and that, But it's also just, you know, trolls. And how you can even seriously say that about a team that's on pace to win 104 games. And I get they're two and a half games behind the Dodgers, and it may be a lot worse than that by the, the, Dodgers. by the end of the weekend. But, like, huh. if you're on pace to win 104 t- games... I don't care where you finish. If you finish third behind the Dodgers and Giants, 104 wins is a boatload of victories. Yeah, that, that won't happen though. You I know won't it have, won't. I know you won't
2: have won't. three teams in the same division. I, I wouldn't think so games. either.
1: Right? It's never happened. But it's hard to dismiss a team as trash. But yeah. Whatever.
2: So who do you think? Uh, which division is tough? Toughest? The NL East? Or excuse me. The NL West? Or the Northwest Division of the
1: NBA. (laughs) Well, we got jazz fans listening, and I got radio and TV to do, so I'll take Northwest Division of the NBA.
2: We're bearing down on this thing.
1: It's almost over. I don't know what you're all worked up about. I'm
2: going nuts when they clinch. I don't Uh, know about you. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not going nuts when they clinch. I should probably click on the division standings so I know what the heck you're uh, you're even talking about. There it is. All right, six games up, nine and a half on the Blazers. Sweet. Yeah. I
2: know exactly what it is. It's the only one I pay attention to.
1: That's not true. You're lying. <laughs> You're
2: lying. Well, that and Suns, because they're only a game back at the Jazz. But they are in first place in the Pacific Division.
1: All right, you can you can stop now. Uh, Oakland had that horrific start to the season, but they won again. They beat the Tigers 8 4. They're only a game under 500. And the Red Sox, who had their 0 3 start to the season, their 9 game win streak is over. They got beat. The Twins beat them 4 3. So the Red Sox are now 9 4 on the year, but an excellent start in Boston. All right, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David Locke joins us coming up at 8.30. Kyle Goon, Laker B-rider at 9 o'clock. He covers the Lakers for the Southern California News Group. Used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune. He will join us coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.
0: The The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Did you hear Jordan Clarkson use the term even keel? I don't get it too high, or too low about nothing. I stay even keel. Those of us who are sailors, we know what that is. You're going to go to the origin of even keeled. That's where no, we're no. going. When a ship is trimmed evenly upon the water, drawing the same depth forward and aft, then that's even keel. And some ships sail better when they're brought by the head, and others by the stern. Well, I don't want to get into it for those who have limited knowledge.
1: All right, sailing. Long John Silver. Let's get back to <laughs> talking about basketball. <laughs>
0: guess what? Oh, I sail. I'm a sailor. I sail. Keep sailing, Bob. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Hot Takes your Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. All right, PK, the Jazz are playing the Lakers Saturday and then again Monday, both games in L.A., two games in three days. One of the features that I think we both believe will stick going forward, post-pandemic scheduling. I think we'll still see this. Minimize travel and then you can get a little higher quality basketball.
2: Post-pandemic? What's this? I just heard I got to get a shot every year.
1: Yeah, but if you get a shot every year, it'll be post-pandemic. So we never have to worry about the flu either? Don't know about that, PK. You've exhausted my (laughs) medical training. I'm not the one who was pre-med on Friday nights at Arizona State. That was you. I know, but you always quote your guy. Oh, I don't think he knows either. (laughs) How this thing's going to mutate out there. Tell me the future. I don't think I'd believe you anyway. I I wouldn't believe you. you. I wouldn't believe Yach. I don't know.
2: Today's a great day, man. I just got a text.
1: Yeah, what'd you get? Not more about the the dog and the Diamondbacks, I hope, because that was ugly.
2: No, no, no. This is your Wendy. Enjoy to play with me. I'm available tonight. Text me here. I text it back. I'm sorry, I'm watching. We're watching the Padres and Dodgers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really shouldn't text back. Then They sell your number. Yeah, this mean, number's alive. You'll get more. I don't want to leave Wendy hanging. No, I think you do. <laughs> That's why you're going to watch the Padres and the Diamondbacks.
2: Or else. You, know, you never know. But She's available tonight if anybody wants to... Kohler I guess but back to what you were saying
1: so a question you put up on Facebook should the jazz tank or negotiate the standings to purposely avoid playing the Lakers until the conference finals
2: I'm pissed this morning man why why let me tell you why I'm gonna tell you why right now
1: okay quit drawing it out tell me
2: so I have sworn off PTI They bug me. I I don't want to hear about the Washington Pigskins and the Washington Wizards, and maybe we get as high up as uh, Philly and and New York. Uh, But I go to the gym this morning, right? Get there early, obviously. Eh, What am I going to listen to? So first time in weeks, I turn on yesterday's PTI on my phone. And they go, it's not the lead story. I think Lamarcus Aldrich retiring. Mm-hmm, it obviously was. Obviously a big story with him and his health situation. And then they go into some other stuff. Went into and they get down, coming back after a commercial. Who's on a better streak, Steph Curry or Russell Westbrook? That would be the 12th place team in the East and the, what, the 8th place team? Maybe the 9th place team in the West? How about Donovan friggin' Mitchell? You ever hear of him? Oh, my goodness. They started screaming. People gathered around me. You go, PK. You go. What's your problem? We want to know. And I told them. And they were outraged. The whole club was outraged. You should have seen it. Give me a break, man. How about Mitchell? So I say for the Jazz, you take that number one seed, and you punk the crap out of the Lakers whenever you play them. Ready,
0: break.
1: We got a long list of people. Who have a variety of reasons, so we'll run through them and either agree or disagree. Here we go. Joshua says the number one seed is most important. The eight seed this year should be way easier than seventh seed of Dallas or Portland. The Lakers in the second round is probably better than the Clippers in the second round and the Lakers in the conference finals. Might be sixes. It might be sixes. I agree with that. I also don't know that Dallas or Portland will be in seven because even if you finish seventh, you still got to win that 7-8 game. And that game won't be played until after you're already locked into your spot.
2: Yeah, but irregardless, it seems to re- reason would, uh, that would be that the team that does finish in seventh is better than the team that's 8th, ninth, 10th. And, and, and Doncic is an extremely dangerous player. you got a player like – think about these two teams – Portland and Dallas, you know, they're not great teams. But on any given night, they're great. And those two individuals, Lillard and Donsage. They're great. I mean, they go for 50.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: And not just that. I mean, they can have all sorts of ways to impact winning beyond scoring.
1: Yes. They get good shots from the guys, and they're really dangerous in pressure situations at the end of games. So.
2: Over and over again, they've yep. proven it. Yeah. Yep. So if you go on that logic, there's no guarantee here. But if you're going on logic... And just odds-wise, that, that comment makes sense.
1: Grayson says, win the most games you can and have home court the whole time. You're going to have to beat the Lakers to win it all, so who cares when you play them?
2: Now, that's my line of thinking. I don't know that I really care because you, pro- you may not, but stands to reason, again, logically, odds-wise, that you're going to probably face them. At some point, and if you should get them in the second round, then beat them, and you go into the third round, which is the conference final, with all sorts of confidence. And you've 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 pretty much the thing about this is that for the Jazz' sake, if you beat the Lakers, say in the second round, just hypothetically, you get the Lakers in the second round, you beat them, and then you lose either in the conference final or NBA final. None of these national folk can say that was disappointing, they choked, blah, blah, blah. Once you beat the Lakers, you've established yourself as legitimate, no questions asked, no matter what happens going forward. If you beat the Lakers in that second round, and you still have to win eight more games, obviously, to win it all, but if you did beat the Lakers, I don't want to say you're playing with house money, but in terms of justifying is this team legit, That's out the window. I don't see how you could argue that they wouldn't be legit if you beat the Lakers. Same thing if you beat the Lakers in the conference final and lost to Brooklyn or Philly or wherever it might be. Those two the leading candidates in the finals. You couldn't come back and say, it's just like with the statues. No one's really cracking on them for losing to Jordan. If you want to crack on them, crack on them to losing to teams before, particularly when Jordan was out. Uh, not playing in the league, but no one's saying uh, they lost to the Bulls. Man, can you believe that? What an embarrassment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, So here's one for you. Um, Bryant says, uh, I'm less afraid of the Lakers than I am of the Suns and Clippers, to be honest. This is an injury-riddled year for the Lakers, and I don't think they'll be full strength come playoff time. Don't know that. That's exactly. So there's a couple things there. No, there's probably three things there. Oh, I don't even get to use the couple, which is my go-to, PK. Uh, One, how long is it going to take them? When when are they going to be back, and how long is it going to take them to really click and play at full strength? And then when they get back, are they going to stay healthy? And you don't know that. We don't know, like, is AD 100% and ready to go? Could he hurt it again? I mean, we went through this a decade ago with Okur, and they brought him back for the playoffs, and he tore it in the playoffs. He tore his Achilles. And, you know, everybody's different, and they're not going to tell us whether he's 85% or 95% or 100%. I mean, I assume if they're bringing him back, he's not 50%, Right. So, but but is he going to be able to stay healthy? We don't. don't know. We don't know that. And but they I could think... be they could be playing better basketball in the third round than they are in the second round. So maybe they aren't quite as sharp well, earlier. You know, uh, who knows? Uh, right? You, you don't drive know, yourself nuts on this.
2: But I think from the Jazz perspective, you have to go on the assumption that they would be healthy. And honestly, I'd much rather have LeBron at full strength than Anthony Davis at full strength. Because I've seen what LeBron can do with lesser players. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Davis didn't do as much in New Orleans with lesser players. No offense to him. He's a nice player. I'd love to have him on my team. But he's not LeBron, obviously. And so I would much rather be concerned, is LeBron at full strength? Because if LeBron is at full strength and Anthony Davis is so-so or even out, I don't discount the Lakers. Whereas if Anthony Davis is at full strength, and LeBron is out. Not that I discount them, but I like the opposition's odds significantly better. And that's just for my overwhelming respect for LeBron as an NBA player.
1: Yeah, I don't have very many questions about LeBron's health. I mean, he got stepped on. It was a weird play. It was a freaky play. We know how he got hurt. We know when he got hurt. We saw it happen. We saw the replays. I think LeBron's going to be healthy in the playoffs, and I think he's going to have a monster playoff because that's what he's done year after year. All all my questions are really about AD. You know, the kind of injury he has, we don't know how bad it is. They're not going to tell us, you know, are they just going to say, hey, this is the best it can be? Go and just live with whatever happens. I mean, to some degree, I think that's what happened with O'Curr. You know, an Achilles injury for a basketball player. I mean, better now than a decade ago. I I think we're seeing that with Durant. But even with Durant now, it's like the constant hamstring injuries. Maybe he'll be better next year. Well, he's over
2: 30. I think you got an age deal that Davis doesn't have. And so – it, that's why I say you go with the mindset of the Lakers are full strength because yeah. if Lebron is if Lebron is full strength, they're really good. He, he's extremely dangerous, and, yeah. and and now he knows that time's running out, and so he's going to give it everything. And, and if he's into it, he's a dangerous player. So I think from the Jazz perspective, you know the the home court thing we hear about that. Well, in my mind if home court is a big deal, go win a road game, and then you got it. So I'm, I'm not as concerned about that because do I expect the, – the, the thing about the home courts, Game 7, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And so I put that aside. You got Game 7, there's no question I want it in my building. Absolutely. And with that in mind, though, the other games, I, I just don't think that it's the ultimate insurance policy. Even in Game 7, it isn't the ultimate insurance policy. But obviously, there's no question I want it in Game 7. I want the idea of the Jazz finishing first. So it just proves we were the best regular season team out there. And it just puts everybody on notice. And it puts them on notice, too. So I don't make as huge of a deal, although I certainly want to have it. Because I think that also, too, if you... Lose a home game, which they probably would do, if they played in all four rounds. Then you only have to win one road game.
1: Boom! To get it there back. it is. Yes. So agree that point. Underline it. Yeah. You you can get it by taking one away, but you've got to stay perfect yourself at home. Right. If you drop one at home, now you got to get two. And here's the other thing: the the Jazz. I think they're going to win the West. Uh, they may not. It's not a total lock yet, but. That you want your team, whoever your team is, you want your team playing well going into the playoffs. Nobody says, oh, I hope we're not playing well. Of course, obviously. And with the Jazz schedule and with the Suns schedule, if the Jazz play well, they're going to be the one seed. Their schedule is easier than the Suns. And we know when the Jazz play well, they win a high percentage of their games. We've seen two nine-game winning streaks and a third streak that went to 11 games. When they play well, these guys win games in bunches. And when they lose games, they're usually doing horrendous stuff that nobody thinks they're playing well. There, there were plays in some of these games they lost. There was one game. <laughs> they get a steal, they're headed up court, and Royce O'Neal whips a no-look pass to Donovan Mitchell, who's not looking, and the ball just flies out of bounds. And there was nothing about that, and it's a game well, they lost.
2: you got a no-look pass to a no-look receiver? Right,
1: and it was a wow. turnover, and it was like, and the camera cuts to Quinn, and he's pulling his mask up over his face, like, I got 50 things I want to say, but now is not the time. <laughs> It's bad. If these guys play good basketball, they're going to end up being a one seed. And you want them playing well. I, I think that they will have to dump a lot of games at the end of the year on purpose. And the message it will send: We don't think we can beat the Lakers. Well, you don't want to do that. You don't want to send that message.
2: No, 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 no. You
1: can't. You you can rest some guys down the stretch, and they're taking turns mm-hmm. resting guys. Uh, you know, with uh, Favors isn't going to play this afternoon. And he probably you know, if know, were a playoff game, I expect he would go. But it's not a playoff game. So the combination of playing a lot of games and his knees bugging him, it's a good time to sit him down. Yeah, but you get to the end of the year, we've seen teams sit guys for two or three games at the end of the year, but we went through the playoff schedule yesterday. They're already going to have five days off. What's the point of giving somebody games off for the last two games of the year? They're going to have five days off waiting for the playoffs to start. Maybe six. Yeah. So... This is a great theoretical discussion, but really, you want to be playing well, and if they play well, they're going to be in the one seed. And you don't want to say we're shutting everybody down for a week because we don't want to play the Lakers. That's a horrible message. All right, DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven and twelve eighty. The Zone coming up. We can run this past David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He's going to join us at eight thirty. And the Lakers on Saturday and Monday. Jazz playing twice in three days. Kyle Goon, former Salt Lake Tribune writer, now writing for the Southern California News Group as a beat writer covering the Lakers. Kyle will join us at nine o'clock. Stay with us.
0: Number one. Make us your number. in the Zone Sports Network. DJ
1: PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Well, PK and all this talk about uh, avoiding the Lakers in the second round, that doesn't really address the question, well, if you avoid the Lakers, who do you get? You probably get the Clippers. I mean, maybe you get the Suns, but you probably get the Clippers. And what's the guarantee there?
2: That you get the Clippers.
1: <laughs> right. But like, oh, well, then you, you just obviously advance. I don't, I don't see that that's necessarily all that obvious.
2: Well, I think the Clippers, um, Paul George has to answer if he can do it. And that's an enormous burden, and the burden has grown because he has had a quality that should put him in the MVP discussion, and he's not going to get it, but he should be in the discussion because he has been brilliant this season, as far as I can tell. You know, I'm not watching every Clipper game, but I'm looking at every Clipper box score. And I told you, I said a while back, if you're going to draw up a prototype of an NBA player, you're going to put Paul George there because he's long, he's lean, he's athletic, he can hit the outside shot, he can play defense, he really can do it all. And he's put together, I think, a phenomenal season. Uh, so with that in mind, that amps up the pressure because he's had his playoff struggles, there's no question. He is to the struggles in the postseason what and greatness in a regular season what Clayton Kershaw, a player that plays up the road a couple of miles from him, uh, has been to baseball. Now, Kershaw got it done last season, if you count that season, which I do because they were they were all into it. So uh, Paul George needs to answer that question, and I think that heaps some pressure. There's, a, there's pressure on everybody, but he knows. He knows full well that he hasn't played well in the postseason, and for whatever reason a couple years back, and it's a while back now, but Joe Ingles got under his skin I don't know if he can do it again. So you don't get any guarantees here. And that's the great thing about the West is I don't even know you have a potential breeze in the first round. Because if you get the Warriors, you know, Steph Curry, he can go berserko at any point, right? I mean, he's a phenomenal shooter, maybe literally the best shooter of all time. Uh, so that's tough. You get past that one, which I think you would. And the second round, yeah, you're going to have a just a lot of, uh, what would you say, a difficult time. Uh, tough competition is going to be right there. So that's why I don't sweat it. What is the difference? How do I know that there's any difference between the Lakers and the Clippers? All right, right now, I don't. So that's why that adds to me the more importance of the number one seed's there. You're a game up, but you know, don't have it clinched by any stretch. you got to go get it since it's there. And then you're going to have that time. And use the time wisely. And if you want to spot rest here and there as they've been doing, yeah, fine. I mean, they've got all those medical people and trainers, and they got brilliant minds over at the basketball facility to figure all these things out. So go ahead and do that. Get that number one seed, and you're just going to have to let the chips fall where they may and play well. The fact is you're going to have to play well no matter who you play. That's, that's the one given. We can obsess over who you play, but you're going to have to play well no matter who you get. That's the most important concept that we have right now.
1: And the whole notion of getting the one seed and putting the Lakers and Clippers on the other side of the bracket—that seems to be out the window now. The Laker injuries have guaranteed that.
2: Pretty much, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not a guarantee until it actually is. I get that your point.
1: But I thought when they got hurt, there was a chance the Lakers could drop to six or seven. It did. They weren't good enough to stay in the two-three range. I thought they could drop to 6 or 7, but the fact is, as we were talking about earlier this hour, these guys have been alternating wins and losses for three weeks. And that, has, that combined with the cushion they started with and with Portland's problems with elite teams, has got the Lakers two games in front of the Blazers. And as the Lakers get healthy... I assume that they will pull away from the Blazers. But to get to the uh, third spot now, well, you just knock the Clippers out of the third spot. I don't think they can get there, and if they did, it would just put the Clippers on the other side of the bracket. So the whole thought of backdooring it and uh, being on one side of the bracket while the Lakers and Clippers are on the other because the Jazz could actually be number 1, the math just isn't going to work out. You're going to get the Lakers or Clippers in the second round, assuming you don't get the Nuggets because Jamal Murray is hurt and they're not going to be good enough to win their first-round series.
2: I think a message needs to be sent to the Jazz that the Lakers and Clippers are orchestrating the standings so they don't play each other on the th- and, until the third round, till the conference final. So throw some stuff at those guys. Could you? Sp- you believe these guys? Both of these teams would rather have you than each other in the second round. That's because they disrespect you that much, man. What do you got to say about that?
1: Hey, Rudy, right. come here. I got something to tell you. Somebody yeah. who knows Rudy, tell him this. <laughs> and also, too, Rudy get somebody who this.
2: speaks, get one of those return missionaries, get Riley Jensen out there because I think Riley speaks French. I think he served over there. Get, Tell him in both languages. Tell him in his <laughs> native language, too, so he can go off. Now, he speaks perfect English, obviously accented, but nevertheless – He speaks it very, very well. But I would tell him in both languages. And some of those European guys, like we talked about how my father-in-law will be 90 on June 1st. He's gone now. And he grew up in Switzerland. He's a Swiss native. He spoke five friggin' languages because that's what they do over there, particularly in that country where people are coming and going all over the place. And so he literally spoke five languages. So I would tell Rudy in every language and make sure he gets to know and send that message to the team. All right. All right, you're getting disrespected again. All right, yeah, how about that? Because I think that that, no one probably will come out and say it, but I think the Lakers and Clippers, they do have an eye on the standings, and they're trying to set it up so that they don't play each other until the third round, add the drama in the city, and figure in, well, of course we want to play either Phoenix or the Jazz in a second round. That's what they want. And that would bug me. In fact, it bugs me the more I think about it. I got a little boxing thing in my room right here, and I'm going to hit it when we go to break.
1: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.